is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify. For he is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. Oh, magnify the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, once again, it is us, your little children. Thanking you, Heavenly Father, for being so good to us for being so merciful to us, for being so kind to us. Father, we don't know all of how good you have been to us, but the little bit that we do know, the little bit that we do see, we just want to say thank you. We want to laud and magnify your holy name our creator, our provider, our sustainer, the one who gives us air, food, clothes, shelter. Father, you alone can do all these things for us, your little children. We give your name all glory, all honor, and all the praise. Father, again, we have to ask that you forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, which we have grievously committed against you. We ask your forgiveness, Father, for anything we have done, said, thought, felt, purposed or planned that was not pleasing in your sight. We ask Heavenly Father that you will speak to us, speak through us, speak for us, that your people, your church may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we trust that you are going to do these things for us, your little children, as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do 
greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is locating you. Children of God, we're going to take a look today at the book of Psalms, chapter 33, with a special focus on verses 5. Psalms 33, verses 4 and 5. Our scripture reads, For is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. We're going to use as a theme today, children of God, the word of the Lord is right and true. The word of the Lord is right and true. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we say thank you. Again, we appreciate you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, as we study to show ourselves approved unto you. We ask, Father, that you make us workmen and workwomen, but who rightly divide your word of truth. It is your spirit, Father, who can only properly interpret your word. We're asking that your spirit speak to us that your spirit speak through us and that your spirit speak for us. That your word may be rightly divided. In this day of many false prophets and false teachers and false apostles, Father, we want to hear what your spirit has to say to the church. And Father, on top of that, we want to do what your spirit is instructing us to do. Thank you, Father, in advance, because we are trusting you will do these things for us in Jesus' mighty name. We are looking with eager expectation for what your spirit has to say to us, your little children, in these last and evil days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord is right and true. 
my brother and my sister, immediately the Lord has in my spirit that you and I are not only going to be held accountable for the words that we speak. Bible says that each man will give an account of every idle word that comes out of our mouths. Listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister. What we allow to come out of these mouths, God is going to hold us accountable for. We will give an account of every idle word that comes out of these mouths. Now, what the Lord is also placing in my spirit now is that you and I, children of God, will have to give an account of the words, not only that have come out of these mouths, but the words that we have allowed to come into these mortal bodies, into our minds, into our thoughts, into our belief system. We will give an account. God is holding you and me accountable for what we see, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch, what we think, what God is holding you and I accountable. God wants us to be holy. Without holiness in spirit, soul, and body, the Bible says no man shall see the Lord. So you and I are constantly having to work on our holiness, constantly having to work on the holiness of our thoughts, constantly having to work on the holiness of our words, constantly having to work on the holiness of our deeds. May that be your portion and my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Words. Words. Words are very important. Now, the adversary and his children want to try to minimize the importance of words. You've heard the old adage that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is one of the biggest lies that have ever been told. There are people that have died because of someone's words. And the Lord is flashing in my spirit now. In the Old Testament, there is what is known as a malicious witness. Now, what a malicious witness was, this was someone that went to court or went before the authorities and accused someone falsely or accused someone wrongly, maybe of a crime that they did not commit. This individual was known as a malicious witness. Well, one of the punishments for a malicious witness, if they accuse someone of something they didn't do or they said someone did something that they really didn't do, whatever they were trying to cause to happen to that individual with their lies, with their deceit, with that was to be done to them. That was the punishment 
for a malicious witness. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we not be malicious witnesses. Words are important. Well, listen, to God, words are so important that you and I cannot be saved. Our eternal souls cannot be saved from hell without the right words coming out of these mouths. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, words, words, I'm hearing the Lord speak in my spirit, words, Robert, words, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead, God says you will be saved. So the right words, my brother and my sister, can cause you and I to be saved, and the wrong words can cause you and I to be condemned, to spend eternity in hell. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we mind our words. May we only let the proper words come out of these mortal bodies. If we do not have a word from the Lord to speak, I encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister. Shut up. Be quiet. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. By your words, you will be acquitted or allowed to go free. By your words, you will be condemned. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, your little children, of the wrong words, of improper words. I pray that your people, your children, will only that we will only use our mouths to speak your words in creation. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We count these things done. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Words, my brother, words, my sister, are very, very important. Well, as we look at our selected scriptures for today, Psalms 33 and 4, the psalmist shows the importance of words. Words are even so important to our creator that God never speaks the wrong word. Look at what the Bible says, Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right and true. Words are so important to our creator that every time God speaks, he speaks what is right. Now, we don't do that. Sometimes we speak what is wrong. Sometimes we speak what is right. Sometimes we speak what is true. Sometimes we speak what is false. We are, we are not perfect beings, but our creator is a perfect being. He always speaks what is right. He always 
speaks what is true. Now, if we listen to his spirit that he has placed within us, then we will always speak what is right and we will always speak what is true. But God says, Robert, since we don't, we don't always listen to his spirit. We don't always obey his spirit. Sometimes his spirit tells us to go right and we go left. Sometimes his spirit tells us to go left and we go right. Sometimes his spirit tells us to say what is right and true and we don't listen. What is not true? My prayer for each of us. May we be more obedient to his spirit. As we obey the spirit of God, you and I will speak what is right and true. The spirit of God, we will think what is right and true. As you and I obey, the spirit of God, God says, Robert, you all will do what is right and true. I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Obedience to the spirit of God is the most thing that you and I can do in this life. It is how many houses we have or how many clothes we, we obtain. We thank God for all of these things. But obedience to the spirit of God is the most important thing that you and I will ever do. Now, if you don't have the spirit of God, I pray that today be the last day that you confess with your mouth right now. Jesus is Lord, that you believe in your that God has raised him from the dead. And that your eternal soul may be saved so that God can bless you with the greatest gift known to man, his precious Holy Spirit. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. When God saves you and me, he fills us with his Holy Spirit. In other words, what our eternal creator does for you and does for me is he takes a part of himself, his precious Holy Spirit, and deposits him inside of us. All his power, all his authority, all his might has been deposited deposited inside of you and inside of me. That's why God tells us in his word, Robert, I'm hearing the Lord speak to me. Now, God says, Robert, you can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthen you. God says, Robert, because I have deposited myself in you, you are more than a conqueror. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to, to encourage this morning, but I want to encourage somebody that because God is alive inside of you, because God is alive inside of me, we can do all things. We can come up out of poverty through Christ. We can be healed of sickness and disease through Christ. We can overcome obstacles and giants in life 
through Christ. I want to encourage you. I don't know. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. But we can overcome through Christ. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Listen to the one who is telling us and instructing us and showing us how to overcome. You say, Apostle, overcome what? Over, overcome whatever. The Spirit of God is instructing and trying to show you and me how to overcome whatever. Whatever the dilemma, whatever the catastrophe, whatever the problem, whatever the situation, the Spirit of God has the insight, has the understanding, has the instruction to bring you and me out. And what the Lord is slashing in my spirit now, as Moses led the nation of Israel out of Egypt, oftentimes they would find themselves in a tough situation. Maybe they would be leaving Egypt and the Egyptians would be chasing after them and the Red Sea would be in front of them. They'd find themselves or they'd be out in the wilderness. There would be no water or there would be no food. There would be all kinds of situations that God's people would run into, just like it's all kinds of situations that you will today, thousands of years later. And one thing Moses would do when he would run into a tough situation or a, a precarious situation, he would acknowledge God. You know, Moses would be, in essence, like, Lord, I don't know what to do. What you what you want us to do? And that's the same way God wants us to be today. We're running the situations on our job, in our marriage, in our finances. And I'm, Lord, I don't know what to do. What you want me to do? God says, Robert, tell my people for me to acknowledge me in all of their baths, in all of their ways, and I will direct their paths. God said, I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to do in that tough marriage. I'll tell you what to do those tough congregation members or those tough in that tough ministry. God said, I'll tell you what to do with that tough situation that is going on uh, in your God's spirit will instruct you and me. And two things about what God's spirit will instruct us to do because God is just kind of laying this on me now. Number one, God will give us instruction to get us out of the jam that we find ourselves in. God's spirit, just like he did with Moses. God would reveal to Moses, you know, uh, speak to the rock. Rock gush out water. Or strike the rock. Rock gush out water. Or, you know, do this or do that. God's spirit will, will instruct you and me how to get out. And number two, Obedience to God's spirit will cause you and I to be pleasing in the eyesight 
of God. It's twofold. We get you out of jam, but then it will make God smile. Make God smile at you. Make God smile at me. When God sees us obeying him, our heavenly father is happy. Our heavenly father is pleased. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Obey God. Obey God. The greatest thing that you and I can do in this life is obey God. The worst thing that you and I can do in this life is to disobey God. Simple as that. We either obey God and please him or we disobey God and displease him. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. My prayer for us. May we obey God and please him and cut down on our disobedience and displeasure to our creator. Psalmist says the word of the Lord is right and true. Now, this is one of the reasons the Lord is placing this in my spirit now when why when we read in our Bibles and we see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ talking to individuals, why it is written in red. See, everybody else talking is written in, you know, printed in black. But when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was talking, it was written in red. Why? Because this was the word of the Lord. This was right and true. Regardless of what men and women were thinking, regardless of what men and women were doing, regardless of what men and women were planning to, God, Jesus was God in the likeness of sinful man. His words were a little different from men and women's words. Men and women can speak what is right, men and women can speak what is wrong. I'm hearing the Lord speak in my spirit now. The Lord said, Robert, and in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord, Jesus could only speak what is right. Men and women can tell the truth. Men and women can tell lies. We, we're human beings. The Lord is speaking in my spirit and said, Jesus could only tell the truth. Came down to his uh, him being crucified for answers that the religious leaders did not find favorable, Jesus still had to tell the truth. The word of the Lord is right and true. They, God has got to speak what is right. God has got to speak what is true. You say, Apostle, why? Why is that? Because God honors his word even above his name. He wants you and I to honor our word, to be men and women of our word. What we say we're going to do, let us try to do that. Where we say we're going to be, let's try to be there. This is one of the ways we manifest the character of our creator that we are men and women of our word. 
that me, we are men and women who try very hard to speak what is right and what is true, <clears throat> just as the Lord does. And it makes him faithful in all he does. God wants you and me to be faithful in all that we do. We're not there yet. We haven't obtained it all yet. Like the apostle Paul said in Philippians, we haven't yet been made perfect. But I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, press on, press on to take hold of that. Listen, we have some things we want to take hold of. Press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. In other words, Christ Jesus grabbed a hold of you and me. We were we were dying prior to our salvation. Whether you realize it or not, my brother or my sister, we were dying. We were dying and we were on our way to hell. But Jesus Christ grabbed a hold of you. Jesus Christ grabbed a hold of me to save us, to save us from an eternity in the lake of fire and burning self. See, see, many of us have no idea the magnitude of what Jesus Christ did for you and for me. The more God reveals to us what Jesus Christ did for you and he did for me, the more it will make us want to praise him. The more it will make us want to give him glory. The more it will make us want to 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 be a part of his movement, to be a part of his, the more he reveals to us. So my prayer is not that God would do more. No, God has done plenty already for you and for me. But my prayer is that he will reveal more to us of what he has done. Revelation. God, revelation is God showing you and I something that we couldn't see before. See, God, God says, Robert, in my spirit, I'm like, yes, Lord. Lord says, Robert, I see everything all at the same time, past, present, future. God's knowledge is beyond our comprehension. God's understanding. God's reasoning is beyond our comprehension. He sees everything. Before God says, Robert, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. God says, Robert, when you didn't know me, I knew you. When you couldn't see me, I saw you. God, God is, is so awesome and so worthy of all the glory and worthy of all the honor and worthy of all the praise that we can't even fathom the God that we serve. We're serving a God, God says, Robert, that you all can't even fathom. My thoughts are as high above your thoughts, Robert, as the heavens are above the earth. My ways, God says, are as far from your ways, Robert, as the east is. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. We serve. If you don't want to serve God under the sound of my voice, it's because you don't know God. 
People that know God, even if it's just a little bit, want to serve God. People that know God, even if it's just a little, want to praise God. People that know God just a little, they want to worship God. If you don't want to praise him, if you don't want to worship him, if you don't want to live for him, you don't know him. You don't know him. People that end up in hell, people that didn't know God. See, my prayer for each one of us May we not only know God, but may we know God even more. May every day of our lives we know God a little more. Because he's a mighty God. He's a mighty good God. He's a mighty kind God. He's he's a mighty God. He's faithful. In all he does. Look at verse five. And this is where how we want to fashion ourselves. And, and, and this is what we want to become and how we want to. How we want to do the Lord loves righteousness. So you got to understand there are things that God loves and that thing God hates. The things that God likes, things God doesn't like, just like us. We've been created in his image and after his likeness, just like we have things we love and things we hate and things we like and things we don't like and people we like. So does God. So does God. What we want to do as his prize creation. We want to make ourselves like what God like. We want to make ourselves dislike what God dislikes. We want to make ourselves love what God loves and make ourselves hate what God hates. Lord loves righteousness and justice. Well, what we need to be Working on ourselves to do is also love righteousness, love justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Earth is full. You know, we know that wickedness is here in the earth. We know that evil is here in the earth, but the earth is also, the Bible says, full of God's unfailing love. Now, the question is, if, if all you can see in the earth is wickedness and evil, see, then that is an indication that something is very wrong in you. Because the scripture also lets us know that the earth is filled with God's unfailing Failing love. In this earth, there is good. There is evil. Inside of you. Inside of me. There is good. And there is evil. Inside of you. Inside of me. There is righteousness. There is wickedness. Inside. That's a part of the world that we live in. 
Now, we can choose to dwell on the evil. We can choose to look at the evil. Now, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now. I was sent a picture by an individual on social media. And if you looked at the picture from one way, you would see certain things going on. But then if you looked at the picture, same picture, from another perspective and changed your perspective, you would see a man reading a book. You know, same picture, but it depend on it was dependent on how I was looking at the picture as to what I saw. And the Lord and the Lord was telling me, if you look at it one way, it's just a man reading a book. If you look at it another way, it, it was another thing going on together, all together. But the Lord was dealing with me in regards to how we look at situations. Just like I had the ability to look at that picture and see a man reading a book or something else that was going to, we have the ability to look at the various situations, various circumstances, various instances in our life, any way we choose to look at them. We can look at the situations in our life and see the good in it or the good that is coming out of it or or we can choose to look at the situation and see the bad that is in it, the bad that we think is in it, the bad that we think is coming out. How, How you and I look at this world depends on us. We have the power, we have the authority to look at situations any way we choose. We can either look at the situation no matter how bad the situation is and and see that God is going to work it together for our good or we can look at the situation and just focus in on how bad it hurts or how uncomfortable it is or how and the Lord is dealing with me on that that word right there right now you and I have the authority to look at the situation any way we choose I want to encourage you my brother encourage you my sister look at the situation not for how terrible it is not for how bad it hurts, not for how uncomfortable it is, but look at the situation for how much glory God is going to get. Now, just look at the situation for it being another situation that uh, our Heavenly Father will deliver us from. I, I have a, a friend of mine, he, he and I were talking yesterday, and he said something to me that just brought <laughs> brought a smile to my face and made me laugh a little bit. He was talking about some uh, 
services that he was seeking from an agency. And he was telling me how that the agency denied his request six times. They kept telling him, no, no, we, we no, no. And he, he told me when yesterday, he said, you know, I, when they were telling me no, no, and that they weren't going to do it and that they weren't at dinner, all he was hearing was that that denial it was just a delay. Yes, what he he said he what he was gonna do is he was gonna receive um, receive those services. Well, to make a long story short, my brother and my sister, he received the services. They had told him not one time, not two times, not three times. He said they kept telling him no, 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 and all he could hear is that this denial. It's just a delay. I want to encourage someone under the sound of my voice. That there are some denials in your life. Denials in my mind. They, they're not permanent denials. They're just delays. In other words, it's just God saying, no, not right now. They may be saying no at for that job. They may be saying no for that marriage proposal. They may be saying no. It's just uh, it's just a delay. That's good. A lot of times God is just saying, not right now. Not right now. Time is right, my brother. When the time is right, my sister, you will receive your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My spirit is going to Joseph. Joseph was a great young man of God that grew to be a great man of God. Went to prison. 13 years for a crime he did not commit, accused of attempting to rape Potiphar's wife. Spent the first year in prison. I'm sure Joseph wanted to get out. In essence, the Lord said, not right now. Spent the second year in the prison. I'm sure Joseph wanted to get out. The Lord said, not right now. Spent the third, the fourth, the fifth, the tenth, the eleventh, the 12. But when the time was right, my brother and my sister, Pharaoh, the highest ranking authority, a human authority in the land, sent for Joseph. And he was brought out of the prison. And he was elevated to the highest place, the second highest place and position in the land. I want to encourage you, child of God, when the time is right, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. I don't know what has imprisoned you, encapsulated you, is hindering you when the time is right. You may be trying to get out. You may find yourself being denied. Your den those denials are only delays. Because God has an appointed time. And when God's appointed time reaches its fulfillment, men cannot stop you and I from being blessed. Now, they may be able to hinder us, delay, do different things. But when God's time reaches its fulfillment, no one can stop you. And no one can stop me. So I encourage you today, my brother. 
encourage you today, my sister, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Love what God loves. Hate what God hates. Like what God likes. And I say, Apostle, how do we find out what God likes and what God loves? Study his word. He tells us in his word. We're looking at today because we are studying his word and we're looking right at it in his word. The Lord loves righteousness. The Lord loves justice. See, God's word will tell us about God. God's word will tell us what God likes, what God does not like. God's word. God's word. We study more of God's word. We can find out more of what God likes, more of what God dislikes. We want to study less of God's word. Then God says, all right, you, you can make that choice, but you'll find out less of what I like, less of what I hate, and you'll displease me more. See, studying more of God's word puts us in a position to please God more. Studying less of God's word puts us in a position to please God less. Now, the question you need to ask yourself is, do you want to please God more or do you want to please God less? My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we desire to please God more. God loves what is right. God loves what is true. And God says, Robert, my word is right. And my word is true. God said, I didn't say what you're watching on television is right and true. I didn't say what you're reading on the internet is right and true. God says, my word. Look at our topic today. The word of the Lord is right and true. So I want to encourage you today, my brother, encourage you today, my sister. Let us immerse ourselves in what God loves. God loves his word. So you and I should be loving his word too. God blesses his word. You want to be blessed? Get into God's word. Let God's word get into you. God's word is blessed. So if you and I are walking in the word of God, you and I can't help but being blessed. But if you and I don't know the word of God, you and I don't want to walk in the word of God, you and I don't want to listen to the word of God, then you and I don't, I, you may want to be blessed, but you're not doing what it requires for you and me to be blessed. We got to immerse ourselves in God's word. Everybody wants to be blessed, but everybody doesn't want to do what it takes to be blessed. My prayer for you is not that you'll be blessed. That's not my prayer. I'm praying that you'll, you'll do and I'll do what it takes to be blessed. What does it take for you and I to get into God's word? God put his word here to show us how to be blessed. Now, if we don't want to hear God's word, then we really, we don't really want to be blessed. 
because if we did, we would want to do what it took to be blessed. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we do what it takes to be blessed. You don't just be blessed. There are things that you and I must do. We must like what God likes. We must love what God loves. We must dislike what God dislikes. We must hate what God hates. Word of the Lord is what God loves. Word of the Lord is right. Word of the Lord is true. At the end of the day, regardless of what you and I have been doing, regardless of what you and I have been saying, at the end of the day, what we're going to find out is that the word of the Lord was right and true. That he is faithful in all he does. Our mother, our father, our sister, our brother, our son, our daughter may or may not be, but God is faithful in all that he does. Lord loves righteousness. Just keep that in mind. So if you find yourself or when you find yourself in this life faced with either righteousness or wickedness, always remember, the Lord loves righteousness. Let me try to do wise man told me as a young Christian, he said, son, whatever you do, do it right. Why? Because the Lord loves righteousness. When you and I operate in righteousness, God will open doors for us. When you and I operate in righteousness, God will touch people's hearts on our behalf. When you and I love righteousness, God will even make our enemies be at peace. Righteousness. Just do right. That, in essence, is all God is saying to you and to me. Do right. Now, we don't always do right. You know, we strive, we aim for, but that is what God is saying to humanity. Do right. Do right to your husband, to your wife. Do right to your neighbor, your friends. Do right to your enemies and people that that despitefully you do right. Do right. Well, the Lord bless you, children of God. We do thank God for everything he has shared with us today. I was blessed uh, hearing the word of the Lord. Um, the word of the Lord is right. The word of the Lord is true. You know, regardless of what we do, say or think, God's word is right. God's word is true. We want to cover ourselves in God's word. Now, and I've shared this with you all, and I will close. And the Lord flashed a scene out of a movie, a very old movie. Uh, I think the movie was made back in about 19, in the 80s, maybe 86 or so. It was called The Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger found himself fighting against a space alien in the movie. And this alien was looked at toward the end of the movie. 
the alien was looking for Arnold Schwarzenegger to try and kill him, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the mud and he had gotten himself covered in this mud and the alien couldn't even see him because he was covered in the mud. So Arnold Schwarzenegger realized that this uh, mud was a covering to him and, and it caused him to be out of sight to the alien. So Arnold Schwarzenegger began trying to put this mud all over his body to keep the enemy from seeing him. Well, understand that is much how you and I need to do with God's word are covered in the word of God, you and I are protected from the wiles of the devil. Cover yourself in God's word. Same way Arnold Schwarzenegger covered himself in the mud so that the enemy could not see him. Cover yourself in the word of God. So the adversary can't lay his hands on you and me when we cover ourselves, immerse ourselves in the word of God. Immerse your mind. Immerse your thoughts. Immerse your will. Just try to immerse every... Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie tried to cover every single part of himself so the enemy couldn't see him. That's what God wants us to do with his word. Try to cover every part of ourselves, our thoughts, our will, our emotions, uh, our plans, our motives. Just cover it. Cover it. Cover it in the word. Cover it. Cover it more you and I cover ourselves in the word of God, the less the adversary will be able to uh, to do to us. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. 